the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Would you trade Mario Lemieux for LeBron James? That might be about to happen. The Penguins are about to be sold. It's the uh, Fenway Sports Group that's going to be buying them. Uh, The story is just breaking in the last hour or so. That group is led by a guy named John Henry. He's the owner of the Boston Red Sox, Fenway Park, Liverpool FC, that's soccer, and Roche Fenway Racing. And the deal could be done uh, within the next week. That's a total of $7 billion in sports assets. And that doesn't include the Penguins, who were recently valued at uh, $845 million. That's 15th in the NHL. LeBron James, one of the most nauseating people in sports, uh, is an investor in uh, Fenway Sports Group. And it's not certain yet whether Lemieux would retain some kind of a minority ownership. This doesn't mean the Penguins are moving out of town, and it's probably good news from a financial standpoint, but it's not good for the Penguins if Mario Lemieux is no longer at least, I don't know, part of the face of the team, if that's possible to be that. And the other thing that's not good is that it doesn't appear to have any local ownership if Lemieux's not involved. And that can be a problem. It makes perfect sense for Lemieux to cash in and get out now. He saved the, the team from bankruptcy in 1999. He's made a pretty good living since then as an owner and a player, actually. He would figure to walk away with a ton of money in this deal. And it's not a coincidence that uh, Sidney Crosby is 34 and Evgeny Malkin is 35. If the window on those two guys hasn't closed, it's pretty close to it. And there could be a rebuild coming in a couple of years. And Mario has been through one of those. He was part of one that began in 1984, and they went until 1989 before making it to the playoffs. And hockey fans in Pittsburgh are spoiled, not just with good teams that have made the playoffs for 15 years in a row, but for most of the last 35 years, Penguins fans have been able to go see the best player in the world every time they bought a ticket. Lemieux, Yager, and now Crosby. You can expect that to happen. You can't expect that to happen again. And remember, you have to really stink to get in a position to draft players like that. And that would include people like Evgeny Malkin, who's one of the best players in the world. This story is brand new. We should be getting more details, but the deal could be done by next week. Big story. Meanwhile, out in Kenosha, Wisconsin, the jury in the Kyle Rittenhouse case is deliberating. And when we come back, we're going to talk to Victoria Taft of PJ Media, who's been giving us updates on the trial for the last two weeks. And in our second half hour, Beto O'Rourke has announced that he's running for governor of Texas. Talk about a lightweight. We'll talk to a guy in Texas about why any person living there would ever consider voting for that idiot. Stick around. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof, or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how'd you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding or roof replacement. Offer valid through 1231-21. All with 12 months no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsrpittsburgh.com. That's windowsrpittsburgh.com. This is Sebastian Gorka, and I want to invite you to join me for a powerful travel opportunity that will likely become the highlight of your year. I'm headed to Israel in November 2022 for a 10-day Stand with Israel tour of the key sites and best places meant to give you an unprecedented view of a world 
you've likely only read or heard about. Together, we'll uncover key geopolitical insights as we unpack Israel's significance on the world stage. You'll return home empowered by the experience. If you've ever dreamt of visiting Israel, this is your opportunity. Come with me in 2022. For more information, call 855 565 5519 or book online at standwithisraeltour.com 855-565-5519 or standwithisraeltour.com Have you heard? Rodents are taking over. According to various news articles, recent COVID-19 related disruptions have caused abnormal behavior in rodents, making them become more aggressive. Don't let your home or business be invaded with a disease-carrying rodent infestation. Keep them away with Plug-In Pest Free. G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest Free. Using the active wiring in your home or business, Plug-In Pest Free goes to work keeping rodents and pests away the more humane way without using toxic poisons or other harsh pesticides. Just plug it in. It's that simple. Now that's fair income. Stop the infestation and order yours today at gopestfree.com and receive a free hand sanitizer pen with every order using promo code PEN. That's gopestfree.com, promo code P-E-N. Go pestfree.com, promo code PEN. Don't spray and regret, plug in and forget. Do your pets have the same energy they used to? Do they have problems with itching, scratching, a dull coat, or goopy ears? Then your pets need Dinovite. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. For over 20 years, pet owners have trusted Dinovite to supplement their pet's diet. We started Dinovite and in our first box, we noticed a difference. Dinovite is an all-natural daily supplement made from whole foods that helps support your pet's immune system, digestion, skin, and coat. Within three weeks, he's not scratching and itching, and he's an all-around happier dog. Today's commercial pet foods are processed at high temperatures, which bakes out all the essential goodness. These processed foods can lack the essential vitamins, enzymes, and probiotics that contribute to overall good health. Adding a scoop of Dynavite to your pet's food bowl is the answer. If you love your pets as much as I do, you'll want to do what's best for them to live long, healthy, happy lives. I have two cats and two dogs. All four of them are on the Dynavite. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. The John Steigerwall Show. AM 1250, The Answer. Well, if your day's going bad, think about Kyle Rittenhouse for a minute. He's waiting to hear if he's going to be going to prison for murder, maybe for the rest of his life. Uh, the jury is deliberating and could come back with a verdict at any time. Victoria Taft has been writing about the trial for the last few weeks, has been nice enough to come on the show here and give us updates. And uh, we haven't chased her off. She's back again. Victoria, thanks for being here. <laughs> hey, it's cool. I'm glad to be in Stagger World again. Yeah, man, you? you're setting okay, a re- you're setting a record here for being on here three three weeks in a row. I think it is because um, this is a big story to me, and uh, it's it's the big story out there. Um, I'm I'm just ex- I'm wondering, are, are you expecting a long wait for a verdict here? Okay, how are you, John? I'm so sorry, I just messed up on my headphones. Oh yeah, um, I, I'm just I'm just wondering if you're expecting a long wait for a verdict. Well, I didn't actually think we'd have to even wait this long because I felt that the case was made fairly strongly that Kyle Rittenhouse, in fact, dealt with those people who wanted to harm him last August 25th, 2020, in pretty good fashion with self-defense. And so I'm surprised that the jury has had to take this much time. But I understand that they've asked for additional information with respect to the self-defense laws that and the jury instructions at least that's the reportage i heard about and i'm just kind of wondering if perhaps that's what happened and uh they're still uh they're still uh thinking about what's going on and uh whether or not they're going to find him guilty or not guilty whether or not kyle rittenhouse acted in self-defense or whether he's going to be in a cage for the rest of his life now is um uh, they are deliberating right now as we speak yes they are. So uh, um, this they've already taken longer than the O.J. verdict, I think, haven't they? Ooh, I don't remember how long that took. It was I like don't. a couple of hours. It was nothing. It was shocking. Yeah. They went if out and came right quit, back. You must have quit. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, this uh, is interesting. Uh, he, he actually picked his own jury. How does that work out there? was uh, they have a lottery system so they put the, all the numbers of the jurors in there and they had additional jurors initially they started out with 20 jurors and then that was winnowed down to uh, 18 jurors uh, one guy made a bad joke and uh, was let go and another woman had a pregnancy issue and she was let go so down to 18 so that meant that 12 were going to be remaining in the box uh, to adjudicate this and six were going to be alternates. And so what Kyle Rittenhouse did today was choose six names out of the tumbler that, uh, you know, sort of did the Vanna White thing, and he uh, chose the alternates out, and those people will be sitting in a an office in the courthouse just biding their time while deliberations are ongoing. And if they're needed and need to be pressed into service, they'll just go down to the room where they are just sitting and biding their time and reading novels or doing whatever, crocheting and watching Judge Judy. Yeah, <laughs> well, they're and they're they're not. <laughs> uh, the last I heard, they were not going to be sequestered. Oh, no, no, that was never an issue. I I know that uh, that was one of the among the first concerns that the jurors had. I don't know that um, it was ever seriously considered, and the defense and neither the prosecution nor defense actually asked for it. So what do they do? I mean, they, they go home for dinner tonight? Yeah, right. Well, they'll probably head out pretty soon if they haven't already headed out. I think they're still deliberating, as I mentioned, however. And uh, they will uh, come back tomorrow and hit it. Well, the prosecutor did a nice job yesterday of showing the jury, uh, I guess in the rest of the world, that he knows nothing about gun safety. That picture was everywhere. Unbelievably stupid. Well, it really was kind of a dumb thing, not kind of, it was really stupid. I mean, he obviously went to the Alec Baldwin School of Gun Safety when he, even though uh, believed that someone had cleared the gun for him, and they checked the gun multiple times, don't get me wrong, but uh, every time somebody, you know, lifts that gun up and tries to wield it in the courtroom, they check it before it happens. But the thing that was really bad about what prosecutor Thomas Binger did was that he pointed it at the jury and had his finger on the trigger. Uh, I mean, obviously not good trigger discipline, but I'm not sure he knows what that is. And then uh, the other thing was that there were some memes going on in the internet where it showed Kyle Rittenhouse and his finger, not even, you know, not on the trigger uh, throughout. And, his um, and his the prosecutor, the guy who put his finger on the trigger, it was it was just it was just duh one oh one. Yeah, I mean, I haven't watched every minute of this. I, I know I haven't watched as as much of it as you have. Um, is this prosecutor as much of an idiot as he appears to be? Uh, I mean, if you go if you if it's based on just the, the the stuff you see on Twitter and some of the pictures and everything, but as you watch him during this this procedure, is is he really? A total incompetent or what? Well, I don't think so. I think he's a guy who's been in front of this judge, I understand, over 400 times. He knows how to work the refs. He knows what the judge will abide. And, in fact, I think the defense attorneys probably could have taken a, a couple of tips from him. Uh, oftentimes what would happen is the judge would look as if he would sustain a defense objection in the rare times that happened or at least engage in the defense uh, during motions or what have you and and go with them on what they were objecting to and then what would happen is that binger would just keep going just like he's a grade grubber he's a quintessential grade grubber that you used to see and you know psych 101 and that's the guy who'd be at the the, the TA's desk at the end of class and saying, well, you know, I really needed to get an 89 on that score. Or I really should have gotten a 95. See, I've, I've rechecked this and you got my score wrong. You ever see those in college? I did a lot. And so that's what he is. He's Thomas Binger's a, he's a grade grubber and he went to the, he went to the um, judge and worked the refs and the judge is the ref. Uh, well, so, no, the, he's not dumb. The judge is being criticized for being pro-defense. Is any of that criticism going to stick? Not that it matters now, saying, but... What I understand the judge to be is to be fair. And that's the problem. Uh, the left has gotten so wedded to the idea that the judiciary must be of one political mindset that they they don't recall, they don't understand, they've never seen before a judge 
that actually calls balls and strikes. They're so used to, speaking of it again, work on the reps. Uh, at the Supreme Court, they're used to seeing, you know, they, we talk, let's talk about the Supreme Court for just a second. We have justices, three justices, who are hell-bent for leather on the left side. Now, why do we have liberal leftist judges and all the other ones have to always move toward the liberal leftist judges? It's because the mindset is, the group think is, that the standard by which we measure all justices or judges is that they must, of course, be leftist. It has to be. This is the way it has to be because they're the fair ones. Well, uh, you've listened to Supreme Court cases, and I have to dozens and dozens and dozens of them. Uh, believe me, they're not fair, and uh, people people don't understand that. So when they see a judge like uh, Schrader, they go, "Well, he must be just tipping the scale of justice for the for Kyle Rittenhouse." Well, I hate to break it to you, folks. But the deal is that the tie doesn't go to the, the runner. The tie goes to the defendant because it's the state's obligation to show that he's guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. And in this case, there wasn't even anything close. The fact that the jury now is coming back and saying they want to reread the jury instructions, and the jury instructions were pivotal in this case because obviously the defense team was sleeping half the time. And uh, so, but the bottom line is they are very important. And, and they got into the, um, the reading before the jury that on every single major count, the, the, they would talk about the fact that if there's self-defense and you find that in that first reckless endangerment uh, tr- uh, charge, for example, that it was self-defense, then you have to find self-defense and you don't go to the lesser and included charges that the prosecution got ladled on to give them a, a nice buffet of uh, guilty verdicts for the, for the jurors. So, so clear that up a little bit. And we're talking to Victoria Taft. Uh, she's been covering this uh, trial, the, the Rittenhouse trial, for the last few weeks. And nice enough to come on here a couple of times to give us updates and uh, her opinions of what she's been noticing out there. Um, have does this judge was a, a, um, a, a appointed by a Democrat? Uh, if I'm not oh, mistaken, yes. I, I don't even know. I I didn't even realize they appointed judges at this low level. But okay, I've heard that. I've heard he also was a Republican. I I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. The judges' political feelings, of course, have come into play, not because they know anything about them, but rather because he has as his ringtone on his telephone. The song about I, uh, I'm proud to be an American. God bless the USA. The actual name of the the song yeah. by Lee Greenwood, which right. is, by the way, been out there for 40 years, and the left doesn't know that because all <laughs> they are busy doing is being triggered by the fact that Trump had to use that song at his rallies. And I'll tell you why he had to use that song because the Rolling Stones told him to stop using their song. Yeah. So he said, "Okay, screw this. I'm going to go to Lee Greenwood. We're going to we're I'm going to ask if we can use this song, and we'll do whatever we need to do to to, to use it." So it gave this huge, the song, which was big, big, big at the time. And believe it or not, people listening within the sound of my voice, uh, people do love the United States of America, and they're willing to bleed, fight, and die for it. And you may not know those people, but I just want you to know that they've, they've existed for a very, very long time, way before Donald Trump came along. And this judge happens to be of that ilk. He's over 70 years old. He's been on the bench for 40 years. He's seen a... He's seen a few cases in his time, mm-hmm. and this is the kind of this is the, the, the kind of judge he is. He, he is a guy who has been eminently fair, and to the detriment at times of the defense. But I think people watching the trial or listening about the trial from some guy who uh, you know gave a message to a friend, who then told a friend, who then told a friend that this is a one-sided judge. Judge, they called him a Klansman under that black robe. There's a white KKK robe. I mean, it's just gotten to absurd levels. And I really think that Black Lives Matter, Antifa, and all of their leftist kindreds throughout the entire land have really gotten to the point where they have blown up. They are now a caricature of themselves. They jumped uh, it the reminds shark. Me back at, they totally jumped the shark. This reminds me of the 1990s, and yes, I was well into adulthood by that time, when, when the um, uh, uh, Bill Clinton, and of course all the Monica Lewinsky thing, mm-hmm. and, and all of that was going on, 
and the women's the uh, the National Organization for Women has anyone heard about them for a while? No. no. Why? Because they just totally jumped the shark and did not call him to account for his completely transparent womanizing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and then disparaging the women he had taken liberties with and li- when i say liberties i mean forced himself on sure so let us not be and by the way hey these people that are in the the rittenhouse case i mean uh the the, the people he shot all of these guys i mean honest to goodness they have not that this means that they shouldn't should be dead or anything goodness knows i'm not saying that but boy, what a bunch of ne'er-do-wells, a veritable rogues gallery of misdemeanants and criminal defendants. Child rapists. Child rapists. A guy, Anthony Huber, he, he tried to set his family on fire. And I think I got to just sort of ferret this out, but he's, he was uh, going to his aunt, his great aunt was going to go into court and say what a great guy he was because he saved his family from this terrible horrible thing which i'm sure he caused just fyi <laughs> i i don't i i bet you anything he caused right i mean he strangled his he strangled his mom um within i don't know how 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 bad it was for her but strangling is a, is a very personal crime it's domestic violence and then he took a knife held it to the stomach of his brother and told him he would gut him like a you know an animal if he didn't do what he wanted him to do. I mean, the guy's nuts. Yeah. And so two of the guys who were dead were taken out of the gene pool. And frankly, um, I, you know, I will say what the defense attorney said of Rosenbaum yesterday, that's the child rapist, that he said, I'm glad that he's dead. He's a bad guy. And Kyle Rittenhouse should not have been molested by him in this crowd. He should have remained unmolested by this horrible man who came to get him and that's why he was shot of course now jurors when they go back home and they start reading up on the trial they just adjudicated they're going to find out that rosenbaum was that child rapist and that the, the defense attorney used that word intentionally a double entendre a wink and a nod to the rest of us who know that that guy was just he he was mm-hmm. i mean I'm not sorry he's out of the gene. Well, do you think... Everyone's redeemable. Everyone's redeemable, John. But, you know, I I have to say... Well, here's the thing, though. That's an interesting thing, that he he threw that... Used the word molest. uh, Didn't deserve to be molested. Um, Unmolested. He he, he should have remained unmolested by... By Joseph Rosenbaum. (laughs) But but the thing about that is, uh, to me, that tells me that uh, that the defense attorney is assuming that the jurors are not following the rules and they are paying attention to what's going on outside, or at least he's, he's, um, he's throwing that in there just in case they, they have not been paying attention to the rules and they have been watching you know, or reading about the, the case. Because I, I, never, I never trust that anyway, that they do that you know, 100%. No, I don't either. I mean, if they've got, if they've got smartphones, I mean... Yeah. Are you just going to take calls on your smartphone? Who does that? I mean, my computer. I got. I got a better computer. I, I'm all uh, about the uh, the iPhone, and I've got a, a couple of Macs. Okay, I've got. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not. I'm not doing without computer skill, or right. skills. Nor am I doing without computer power. My phone has much more uh, RAM as well as uh, the uh, other kinds of storage on it than does my Mac computer. Yeah. I mean, it's insane. I don't have, you know, I, I have to use external hard drives, but that's my choice. Yeah, but there, this, what can they, I tell you? This, it is possible for them to, to be paying attention to what's being said outside the courtroom. I only have a minute left it's, here. Um, uh, do you think, this is finish up with this, can, can Rittenhouse say that he got a fair trial? Oh, no. No. It should never have been brought to trial in the first place. This is a political trial. It was a witch hunt. There were people, two-thirds of the people in Kenosha believed him guilty of something. Uh, most of them have checked out. They just, uh, they're in front of the courthouse right now with a KKK poster with Kyle Rittenhouse's face on it. So, no, absolutely not. Furthermore, that, that DA, the, the uh, assistant DA that tried the case, the chief lawyer, should be ashamed of himself. There are people, serious people, who think he should be disbarred for the unethical behavior he exercised during this 
case, not only lying about the evidence, lying about the law to which the jurors are supposed to apply the evidence. It is, I mean, in those closing arguments yesterday, it was the clinic in the most unethical behavior you can watch of a human, and it was him. It was Binger. His face is next to that definition in the dictionary. Unbelievable. Hey, Victoria, you've done a great job of covering this, uh, and people should check it out at uh, pjmedia.com. Check out your stories there. Done a great job for us the last two or three weeks, and uh, I don't think the trial will still be going on next week, but thanks for being here today again. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for being All right. That's Victoria Taft. We'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. The jury is now deliberating at Kyle Rittenhouse's murder trial after two weeks of testimony in which they were given starkly different portrayals of his actions the night he shot three men on the streets of Kenosha. Democrats appear to be facing a grim midterm election in 2022. More Democrats are worried big losses await them in the 2022 midterms. Monday's announcement by the Senate's number two Democrat, Patrick Leahy of Vermont, that he won't seek re-election is just the latest indicator. Several Senate and House Democrats who would likely have won another term have instead opted to retire. Something analysts say is a sign they fear victory would only find them working under Republican majorities. Grim indicators for Democrats include President Biden's abysmal approval ratings, inflation soaring gas prices, and the recent Republican victory in Virginia. Bob Agner reporting. The Dow up 131 points, the S&P 27 points higher. This is SRN News. I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com code 3388. Enjoy. AM 1250, The Answer. Larry Elder presents The Facts. Well, 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 well. The CDC has quietly released a study on how many people already have natural immunity. They've contracted the coronavirus and survived over 140 million Americans. Now add those who've had at least one shot. That's almost everybody. What more can we do? What more do they expect on the next Larry Elder Show? The Larry Elder Show, weeknights at 7 on AM 1250. The answer. Guys, you don't have to live with ED anymore. Live to the fullest without pills, without injections, with New Flow Men's Health. The experts in restoring men's natural function with long-term results. With New Flow's cutting-edge focused linear compression therapy, there's no pain, no side effects, and no downtime. An FDA-cleared method to reclaim your natural function and spontaneity with long-lasting results. Call 412-784-9000 to schedule your appointment now or visit newflowmenshealth.com. That's N-U-F-L-O-MensHealth.com. Hi, this is Rhett Rasmussen of BestHotGrill.com. Gift-giving occurs year-round. Whether for birthdays, holidays, or a special expression of thanks to your best clients and customers. Of course you want to show your love and gratitude, but you also want to give a gift that provides a positive image of you and your organization. Solaire Infrared Grills from BestHotGrill.com are both practical and unforgettable. Made in the USA, Solaire has a grill for most budgets, but more importantly, Solaire delivers the wow that everybody likes to receive in a gift. Impressive out of the box, and even more so in use, the Solaire Infrared Grills are the gift of value that will build relationships. With every great-tasting, juicy meal enjoyed from their Solaire, they'll think of you. Step up your gift-giving. Learn more about the amazing Solaire Infrared Grills at BestHotGrill.com. That's BestHotGrill.com. BestHotGrill.com. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP. Pittsburgh. W223C. 
CBS Pittsburgh, a division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer Mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Looks like some heavy delays for you on the Parkway East outbound. That's because of a crash. It blocks the right lane between Glenwood and Beachwood Boulevard. Delays start around Boulevard of the Allies on out. Looks like your tie up about 10 minutes there. Inbound heavy county jail to the Fort Pitt Bridge with the usual volume. Sluggish Parkway West outbound. Parkway Center Drive to Carnegie. Butler Street, Lawrenceville remains blocked with a building collapse between 43rd and 44th Streets. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer. Weather. We'll see mostly cloudy skies for tonight with spotty drizzle towards dawn. Expect a low of 36. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy with spotty drizzle in the early morning. Then becoming breezy for the afternoon, we'll see a high of 66. Thursday, expect occasional rain, the high 54, but temperatures will fall into the lower 40s. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Have you missed Beto O'Rourke? You remember him. He's the guy who, according to a cover story in Vanity Fair magazine, was born to be president. The media loved him, uh, slobbered all over him. He got about 12 votes in the primaries and bailed out after embarrassing himself for several months. Well, yesterday he announced he was running for governor of Texas. Matt Makoviak is our unofficial Texas correspondent here. He's the chairman of the Travis County Republican Party and a columnist and a blogger. And uh, he joins us now. And Matt, thanks for being here. And uh, Pleasure. Uh, and it's always good to have you on. I, I'm just wondering if uh, this announcement caused most people in Texas to fall on the floor laughing. Or is he, are people taking it seriously at all? Yeah, it's exciting. People on the far left, you know, the Democrats didn't have a candidate for governor. We're now less than a year out. There's been a lot of speculation that Beto was going to do this. He was taking his good, sweet time. I think for a lot of Republicans, there's also excitement because we know this helps Republicans. Uh, Beto's an extreme candidate. He's shown that with his statements over the years about confiscating guns, about raising taxes on oil and gas, about dismantling the existing border wall. The list goes on and on and on and on. And so now he's going to try to, you know, rebrand himself for the third time, third office in five years, uh, and try to convince people he should be governor of Texas. So it's funny in a sense because he really has absolutely no chance to to, to prevail. But he's going to raise an enormous amount of money. Um, he's going to, you know, contact a lot of voters, and um, he's going to make a lot of noise. So uh, this is interesting because um, just yesterday, I think it was. Uh, I've been wondering how, like, if you if, if someone decides, and you, you're involved in politics as chairman of the county down there, Travis County, um, if I decide to run for office here in Pennsylvania and I have to quit my job, from correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know if you know about this, but I, I don't know if it's a state-by-state state thing or a federal thing, but I can pay myself a salary as the candidate out of the money that's raised for the campaign, and I can, if I'm running for governor, for example, as uh, Beto is, I can pay myself for the year that I'm campaigning what the job pays if I should win it. And I'm wondering if how much of that could be involved in this guy. I mean, he's a professional candidate now. He is. He's becoming a perennial candidate, and that is kind of ridiculous. And, of course, his his claim to fame at this point is his U.S. Senate campaign in 2018 is one where he overperformed. He ran against Ted Cruz. He, he lost by 2.6% uh, across the entire state of Texas. But in so doing, he, he kind of uh, carried with him down ballot Democrats across the state. They picked up 12 state House seats. They picked up two state Senate seats, two congressional seats, and one judicial races all over the state of Texas in 2018. Uh, that was a little bit of an anti-Trump wave, that midterm election. Um, and But ever since then, it's been a total disaster. Uh, his presidential campaign was a mess. Um, didn't even get to Iowa, uh, despite enormous amounts of coverage. Um, in this case, John, no, this isn't about money. He married into an extraordinarily wealthy family. Uh, his wife's father is a is a very wealthy man. In fact, he is a big part of why Beto was even elected to Congress in El Paso to begin his career. So I don't think this has anything to do with that. It has more to do with the fact that Beto really doesn't know what to do when he's not running for office. Um, he just doesn't have anything else really 
to do. Uh, and he's been politically engaged ever since the presidential campaign ended. He found no, no opportunity to get involved uh, in the Biden administration. And now this is sort of the next thing he wants to try to seek. He seeks adulation. He's addicted to it. Uh, and ultimately, that's what this is about. You um, live in Texas. I don't. Uh, he, and so uh, you know about this a lot better than I do, obviously. He doesn't look like a Texas kind of guy to me. I mean, who does he? What what Texan does he appeal? I mean, he he did come within two point six percent of Ted Cruz, but who does he appeal to? Are there enough people? There obviously were, to you know that, that that he got that many votes, but he just doesn't seem like he should be running in Vermont, you know, not Texas. Yeah, look, he's not he's not the the sort of a quintessential Texan in that sense. No, I mean he is you know his he's extremely progressive. Um, he is, he he appeals basically to rich white liberals, particularly in urban areas. Um, he doesn't appeal to people in rural areas. He doesn't even appeal to people in suburban areas. Uh, Texas has you know a huge amount of the state that's rural, and the fastest part of the state that's growing is the suburban areas. Uh, so he probably will he has a chance to overperform in the three or four or five largest urban counties. But overall, you know, Greg Abbott, our, our governor, is going to enjoy running against Beto. Um, you know, he's going to enjoy it. He's already really kind of started to enjoy it. Um, and with Beto, part of the, the silliest thing about him running for governor is just how he has, uh, you know, changed his perspective and his policy position so dramatically over the last few years. Uh, he's all over the place. You know, he ran as kind of a post-partisan figure, a non-partisan figure for U.S. Senate. Then he ran as an extreme progressive to try to, to try to you know, become the president or vice presidential candidate on the Democratic side. Now he's probably going to tack back to the middle. He, in fact, said he wants people who do not qualify for asylum to be immediately deported uh, on the southern border, a position he cannot possibly hold because it's in direct, contra- uh, you know, in direct contrast with things he said as recently as a year, year and a half ago. So he's just one of these people that is just so desperate to, 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 to be a national figure, to be elected to something that he'll say quite literally anything. Uh, and it's exactly the kind of thing I think that people, no matter which party you're in, uh, hate most about politics. And this is what's amazing to me is that uh, I'm pretty sure Texas is a pretty big state with a lot of people in it. And of all those people, this is who the this is who the Democrats. I mean, right now he's the is he the guy? This this is the best they can come up with. He he is the guy. Um, he is. There is no other candidate running for governor. In fact, elected officials were were really uh, in the Democratic side were were begging him to run uh, on social media, uh, in interviews, privately. And there was a lot of consternation that if he didn't run, they didn't know who would run. Uh, so they really don't. This is one of the things about Texas is the Democrats have no bench here. Uh, they can find people to run for Congress in U.S. Uh, excuse me, uh, Texas Senate and Texas House, but the statewide level, it's it's it's, it's a really high threshold uh, to to have the name ID, to raise the money, to put the organization together to run on a statewide basis. They really don't have that, uh, and so you know, Beto uh, has significant lists, significant email uh, ad- addresses, significant cell phone numbers significant fundraising potential. Um, and those are the things that, that other Democratic candidates are, find attractive. And he did raise, you have to understand something, he raised more money when he ran for U.S. Senate in 2018 than any person who has ever run for U.S. Senate, uh, challenger or incumbent in the history of the country, John. So he does have immense fundraising potential. Now, that had more to do with people not liking Ted Cruz than it did with people thinking Beto was the best thing since sliced bread. But he has fundraising potential. He's going to raise 50 or $100 million probably for, 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 to be governor of Texas. He just doesn't have any chance of actually succeeding. And in the end, I think even most Democrats who work in this field understand that. And uh, so he's a, he's a white, uh, a rich white liberal. He, he must have a lot of rich white liberal friends then. He does, and he's going to raise a lot of money from outside the state of Texas. You know, why anyone outside the state of Texas would care who the governor of Texas yeah. is, I have no idea. But you're going, to, you're going to see him do that. You're going to see him get enormous media attention. People are going to write columns about how Beto really could be governor. And in the end, Abbott is going to win this thing by 6 or 8 or 10 or even 12% when it's all said and done. It's going to really not be uh, fundamentally competitive. And the reason for that is Beto O'Rourke is well outside the mainstream of where voters in Texas are. And, and that's really not even debatable. Yeah, uh, that's what was going to be my my uh, my next question um, about uh, Beto and the media. Um, the, the national media loved him. I mean, they they were they were 
uh, referring, they were comparing him to JFK. Did the tex- does the Texas media, uh, are, are, you know, in, in, um, even in the liberal, even in the not-so-liberal areas, are, are the media as liberal in Texas as they are everywhere else? That's a good question. Um, I would say maybe not quite that liberal. Uh, I think in the urban areas, you know, to some extent, yes. And the, and the newspapers here are, are liberal. There's no question. Uh, they, they, they really, I think, took Beto's presidential campaign not that seriously. They took his U.S. Senate campaign very seriously. He went two years without having to answer one serious question. It's a big part of why he got as close to Ted Cruz as he did, only because Cruz focused uh, voters on on Beto's extreme positions on the border, on energy, uh, on life, on the Second Amendment, uh, on public safety. Did, did he ultimately prevail at the end of the 2018 campaign? But he had to do the job the media refused to do. You know, look, the media here doesn't like our governor. Our governor signed, you know, very strong pro-life legislation, the heartbeat bill. Uh, we he signed the transgender sports bill. Uh, he's, he's done a number of other things they don't like. So they probably will give Beto a boost. But in the end, again, uh, it's going to be very easy for Abbott to convey to voters that Beto is extreme. Uh, and generally, people are satisfied with the direction the state of Texas is going. It's booming. It's growing. We, we, we preserve freedom and liberty here. You have an opportunity. There are so many people moving here. You can build a business here. You can invest here. And people know that. And, and Beto's going to threaten all of that with whatever insane ideas he proposes as a candidate. How much has the political landscape changed since uh, he ran in 2018 because of Trump? Uh, did it has it moved right because of Trump, or stayed where it was, or moved a little left, or what? Well, yeah, it's a good question. I, I would I would think of it this way: you have to look at political environments. Each 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 election cycle is a different political environment. In 2018, uh, reaction to Trump. Trump had won in 2016. Obviously, it was a huge change in the country. Uh, if you remember, there was a lot of talk about the suburbs, right, moving away from Republicans and towards Democrats. And so Beto was running at a very good time. And in running against Cruz, he was able to raise national money because national Democrats really despise Ted Cruz. 2022 is cl- quite literally the exact opposite, right? The Democrats won the White House. There are a lot of questions about the election. There's, there's deep d- dissatisfaction with the direction of the country, with the major policy initiatives that Biden's putting forward. Trump's really not an issue right now. Uh, you know, Republicans continue to look at him positively, but he's not on the ballot. No one knows if he's running again or if he's going to be the nominee. Perhaps it looks like he will. But Trump is not the issue in the 2022 midterms, despite what Democrats try to make the election about. It's going to be about Biden, the direction of the country, and the ideas that candidates put forward. And all of those things give Republicans a significant advantage, which is why the, the last you know, two things have happened in Texas that matter. We, we, we won a, a special election for a Texas House seat in a Democratic district. Uh, on November on November second on November first, excuse me, just two weeks ago, and then just yesterday we had a, a state house member in in South Texas along the border switch parties from Democrat to Republican Ryan Guillen. Uh, that shows you that you know the, the momentum and the direction that things are going. Uh, next year is going to be a very good year for Republicans, and Beto O'Rourke is only going to add gasoline uh, to the to, to the red wave uh, wildfire that's 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 building not just in Texas but around the country. That's great, and um, he. Uh what will he what will he attack Abbott about I mean, where is where is Abbott vulnerable I know he has already talked about the uh, the the blizzard and everybody losing electricity and all that and you had a tough uh, tough time this past yep. winter what's he what, what's uh, what's he going to go after Abbott about yeah so so number one he will make the argument that the uh, that the grid is not uh, not not safe uh, and that we should have done more. Uh, and, and, and he, he will definitely attack that. There's no question. Now, that's really a proxy for, uh, for, for national energy policy, uh, similar to, to what you'd see out of California or out of the Biden administration. He wants Texas to look more like that. Uh, that's, that, that, as we say in Texas, that dog don't hunt, uh, and that dog won't hunt in Texas, I don't believe. He's going to attack on the, on the, on the pro-life legislation. There's no question. Uh, and that's going to be a huge debate uh, in this in the state. I think if Texas is a pro-life state, whether this bill goes too far is going to be up to voters and the courts. Uh, but it's it's very aggressive legislation in terms of the timeline. Uh, but it bans uh, it bans abortion after a heartbeat is detected, which is usually around six weeks, uh, with with some exceptions. Um, I think overall he's going to just you know kind of go after Abbott, uh, sort of as a standard Democrat might. 
And the question is going to be, what what are, what are swing voters do? Uh, because Republicans are going to be really motivated. Beto is going to really motivate Republicans to vote to turn out and vote against him, particularly in the rural areas. Um, he may motivate, you know, Democrats in urban areas, but it's going to come down to the suburbs. And I think the suburbs are trending away from the Democrats right now. They move towards them in the Trump era. They're going to move back to Republicans next year. And that's why it's so puzzling as to why Beto decided he had to run in this race and this year. This was such an easy conclusion for him to come to. This is not the right year. That Greg Abbott has $50 million in the bank, and he's not the right opponent. Uh, that Texas is not the right state. And this is not the right political environment. He didn't conclude that because he is uh, incapable of independently evaluating uh, situations like this. He sees an office. He sees an opportunity. He has to run. Uh, as he said to Vanity Fair a, a year and a half ago, he was, quote, born to be in it. Uh, he believes that he is the only answer to every problem. And in the end, people are starting to see that he's a serial candidate uh, who has extreme bar- narcissism, who's a, who has an extreme ideology, which doesn't fit our state. And a lightweight. i got about 30 seconds left with uh, with um, Matt Makowiak. He's the uh, chairman of the Travis County Republican Party and a columnist and a pundit uh, and a blogger. Um, so I just have to ask you before I let you go, how... Is the um, how is Abbott doing on COVID response and COVID policies up here? We hear about Texas, you know, being the free state. What, what's yep. what's the deal down there? How's it going? Pretty good. I mean, we've had we've had fights over you know executive orders, Biden versus Abbott. We've had fights about you know keeping schools open and teachers and all the kind of fights you've seen in other areas. Texas has been pretty free and pretty open compared to most states, perhaps not quite as aggressive as DeSantis has been in Florida, but overall pretty good. He's got, you know, some people complaining on the far left and far right, but in the middle, most people are pretty satisfied with how we've handled that situation. Hey, Matt, always good to have you on. I'm sure we'll have you on again uh, because crazy things happen in Texas and Beto's one of them. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Take care. Thanks. We'll be right back. pay for your own health insurance? Are you self-employed, a gig worker? Are you a small business owner trying to help your employees find affordable benefits? If so, listen up. My name is Tom Yakupin, and you can save 25 to 50% or more on your monthly premiums and have benefits with first dollar protection on many common outpatient services. That's right, no deductible, no co-payments. With many traditional health plans, you're functionally uninsured because of deductibles, co-pays, and other cost-sharing devices that benefit the insurance company, but not you. With New Era Health Plans, you can access doctors, hospitals, and urgent care facilities with our freedom of choice nationwide PPO network, including Washington Hospital, St. Clair, Allegheny General, and UPMC. Call me, Tom Yakupin, 724-228-7187, or visit us online at NewEraHealthPlans.com. This is John Steigerwater, and you know that my pillow doesn't have their box stores or any shopping channels. They've been part of this cancel culture, and they want to pass the savings on to you. You can get the lowest price in the history of my pillow for their classic standard my pillow, regularly $69.98, now only $19.98 with promo code. They also have queen size, regularly $79.98, now $24.98 with promo code, or king size, regularly $89.98, only $29.98 with promo code. My pillow is not just pillows, they have over 150 products, everything from sleepwear to my new beds. Promo code also works on MyStore.com and FrankSpeech.com. Go to MyPillow.com or call 1-800-716-8087 and use promo code STAG to take advantage of Mike's special offer on his standard MyPillow. That's MyPillow.com. Promo code STAG or 1-800-716-8087. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. 
all for just three bucks plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com code 3388. Enjoy. Here's the deal. I've had constipation with belly pain, discomfort, and bloating for years. I've tried a lot of laxatives and fiber supplements, but my symptoms keep coming back. You could have a chronic condition called irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC. Linzess or linaclotide is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives. It lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than two years old. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. There could be more to your story with IBSC. Talk to a doctor today. Say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call 1-800-LINZESS. Sponsored by Abby and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. The John Steigerwall Show. AM 1250, The Answer. Well, just finishing up here, uh, the big story, in case you missed it, we had it at the beginning of the show, uh, is that um, the Penguins are for sale and may have already been sold. And just maybe they're in the process right now of uh, dotting the T's and cross uh, dotting the I's and crossing the T's. Or maybe they do dot the T's. I don't know. but um, And it's John Henry who's... Uh, been the owner of the Red Sox for a while, and he also owns Fenway Park, and he's got lots of money. And I'm going to try to get somebody on tomorrow, possibly, to talk about how this guy is viewed in Boston, because he's he's involved with the Boston Red Sox, but he also owns Liverpool uh, FC, uh, and that's soccer, and it's across the pond. So he's uh, he's a wheeler and dealer. He's a big deal. And this is so much bigger than a sports story when something like this happens because the Penguins uh, mean a lot to Pittsburgh. And even if you're not a hockey fan, it's it's a big deal to have a major league sports franchise. And Mario Lemieux Mario Lemieux. He's the most important uh, uh, athlete ever in the history of Pittsburgh for what he did for the team, what he did for the sport. So I think it's a huge story that uh, Mario Lemieux may be bowing out of the Penguins. We'll maybe get into it more tomorrow. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you then. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.